if you see your brother standing by the road with a heavy load from the city soul. And if you see your sister falling by the way, just stop and say, Listening to Try a Little Kindness, performed by a Voices in Motion choir from Victoria, BC, that sang together through Zoom during COVID 19. You can learn more about Voices in Motion Project by consulting the note that accompanies this episode on dementia and music. Last week, after helping my friend Ted with his lunch, we were sitting in a small lounge at the McCormick home in London, Ontario. I tuned in my mobile phone to some music I knew Ted loved. Soon, with clasped hands, we were arm dancing, and we both had big smiles on our faces. In some ways, as dementia progresses, it seems to lock a person in, and sometimes music can unlock that door. Today, we have a chance to listen to a conversation that Lisa Wazell had with Simon Law. Simon is a successful musician who has developed a strong interest and ability to help people with dementia express themselves through music. My guest today is Simon Law, and he's a professional musician living in Toronto. And he's also uh, an award-winning songwriter, producer, and performer, including two Grammys. So welcome, Simon, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here and, and talk with you. So to start with, Simon, can you just tell me a little bit about your involvement in music? I know you've your resume is long and uh, um, yeah, so just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's been um, my profession. I actually started life as a primary school teacher. In fact, I qualified as a teacher, I think it was 1983. And I did three years teaching in South London. And um, it, it was good, but I knew it wasn't where my heart was, you know, and um, I had a dream of wanting to be to make my own music and, and write songs and uh, always had been doing that, but take it more seriously. So, you know, I had a change of tack and uh, went to work in a clothes shop and and uh, and uh, try, tried my hand at things. And uh, luckily for me, within a few years, you know, things started to happen. And I, first of all, I was making a lot of music with my sister, Jo, Joanna Law. And then we we used to hang out at Soul to Souls Club, who were, had a, this wonderful um, club at the Africa Centre in Covent Garden in London. And uh, then I got to meet those guys. They liked what we were making. And then I got to work with them. And then their record blew up. And then off I went, you know, and uh, my career sort of launched and um, I've sort of been doing it since. And um, it's taken me all over the world and I've made music in South Africa with Lucky Dubé, the late great Lucky Dubé in Jamaica, France, um, United States, 
you know, a lot, a lot of places and, um, and worked with countless musicians around the world too. So I, I love that part of it, that it's, that it's one world. And, um, and I really do like our film, our film said, I, I really believe music is life. You know, it really brings life. It's a hashtag I use quite a lot now, actually, on my social media, because I just, I think it says it all in a sense, you know. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a minute. Now, you are a, a care partner. Um, your father is living, was living with uh, dementia. Yes. And um, that kind of led you into another uh, world with yeah. your music. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about that as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've lived in Canada since 2004, so, so I wasn't actually the, the care partner. My mum my looked after our dad for many years. He had a journey with Alzheimer's that was about 18 years long. It was a very long period, a very slow sort of, um, I hesitate to use the word decline. It, it is a decline, but, you know, for a long time, dad was able to do many things still. And she looked after him until the last, I think, five years of his life. And then he had to go into a home. And um, but always through all of that, we we noticed how uh, music was so key to him. And so, so um, he'd been a, an Anglican minister in his life. Church music certainly spoke to him, but but many other things, too. In fact, I, I should mention in our in my early years, my dad was a vicar in in Chaguanas in Trinidad. So. From the age of two to seven, I grew up in Trinidad, and um, that was a very formative time for me. And he he loved the music of of uh, Trinidad Calypso and steel pan music, and in fact, all the music of the Caribbean. And um, you know, all that stuff really, even when he started to lose the ability to express himself with language, um, even stopped recognizing us. You know, he would still love to listen to music and. Um, you felt connected with him in that moment, even if, if you couldn't have conversations anymore, really, or very, very sort of stunted conversations in a way, you know. You know, I always knew music is so powerful, but I could see this other way that it works, this even deeper level that it works, you know. And, um, and then it was a very beautiful piece of fortune, really, that I worked with a, an, an actress called Mary Ellen MacArthur, and she, um, we did some teaching together in the downtown Jewish day school here for a year or so. I was doing a bit of music, she was doing theater, and she was involved in the bit of academy starting up. And they were looking for artists. The whole idea was it was gonna be artist-led and focus on the arts. And John Bitov and the Bitov family founded this place really um, with that in mind for his wife, in fact, Dotsa Bitov, who had dementia and Parkinson's and um, couldn't find a place in Toronto that really worked for her. She wasn't, but there was this place in Florida they'd experienced called the Green Center, which they really liked. She liked going there and it was very arts-based. So he, you know, he had the wherewithal to be able to sort of start the Dots of Bitov Wellness Academy. And I, I was there from the beginning of that. And right, it, so it's it's an arts-based uh, day program um, it, for it people living with dementia. Yeah. For, for people living with dementia, an arts-based day center. And we we were um, open for, you know, for about seven years. COVID, we had to close down and eventually, um, or shut our doors. And then eventually UHN, who we, we were with, 
decided that it, it could, we couldn't really keep that going. So we've sort of morphed into an online platform now called the, the Bit of Method. And, you know, when things open up again, we'll certainly be having another space somewhere. But so what was your role at the Bit of? The Bit of, I, my role was a, a music, um, uh, I took music, facilitated music classes, um, engagement activities. We, we sort of um, called them all sorts of things along the way, you know, classes, engagement activities, um, sessions, you know, just a, a time of really coming together um, through the arts, me, me leading the music stuff predominantly with one or two other musicians. But even, even actually we, we found with the visual artists and the, the drama artists and the movement artists, of course, music is always a component in there somehow. You know? Right. It's this mm -hmm. wonderful arts uh, medium that really can go with anything else or can sort of be on its own. It's, I, I don't know, I think my appreciation of the power of music and its transformative qualities and its, and its ability to, to bring people together and to, and to help people make relationships is, is astounding. And I've just learned a lot of that in this work, you know, and that's what I wanna stress so much whenever I talk to anybody that, you know, who's in music, uh, no matter what form, or perhaps people who are just starting to look after a loved one that, you know, music is, is the big thing that you have there at your disposal. And, and it's really, it's quite powerful and amazing. Right. So you brought up Music is Life. Now that's a yes. documentary film that you were involved in yes. the creation of, and it's based on the um, programs at the Bitov. Yes, indeed. So without, um, some people may be familiar with it. Um, but if not, can you mm. kind of describe what, because I know in the, in the documentary, it shows pieces of what the program would look like um, mm. with people living with dementia. So can you describe some of that and maybe share a story about, um, you know, this transform, this transformation that you saw um, with those, um, uh, the community members that were coming in and, and using the mm. services? Mm. What we did there was, um, you know, it was it was all based around some research, really, that Christine, Jonas Simpson, um, Pia Contos, Sherry Dupuy, and Gail, um, Gail in, in the early days, a sort of philosophy-based approach of relational caring, mm -hmm. using the arts. So not using the arts as therapy at all, really, getting away from that idea that we're treating something or not, not that that's a, a, a really good um, thing you know that goes on but this is a different a different approach really which is to say that through the arts and particularly music I, I think you know we can really build relationships and build community and that is the key thing for folks living with dementia I mean the key thing for all human beings really but um, particularly folks living with dementia who are starting to feel isolated and starting to feel so confused about their world, you know, and, um, and if you're surrounded by friendly, open hearted people, you know, this, we saw it countless, countless times how folks came, you know, maybe started with us very, very tentatively and very nervous. And sometimes quickly, other times over a little while, but many pretty, the majority of people just fell into this sense of, of well-being that was there and, and community and, and love and relationship. And that was all 
fostered by our commitment to the arts, you know, and using the arts for that mm -hmm. uh, as a medium. And um, that's what I enjoyed so much because if anything, music is about communication and it's about bringing people together. I mean, the best music just speaks to you, doesn't it? Words are no, words are not necessary, you know, yeah. a melody, a, a song, you, you, it, it will just touch you, you know? And um, in a sense, for me, I just found a new level of expression with my own music that sort of helped me in my career. It helped me find new ways to, to use music. It was a very, um, I think my point is that it was a two-way relationship. You know, I learned so much from the folks. I shared what I have and I, I didn't in any way sort of, I always felt it was important not to um, uh, limit what I, what I did there in terms of what expertise and equipment that I have and, and things that experience. So I would love to, I love to bring all that I experienced, my stories from my own music career, my expertise, my playing, everything. I just brought it to the table, you know, and I just think that that was very, it, it was this very, very mutual thing, all about relationship all the time. And we always were trying to find ways to improve that and kind of, that was a very strong commitment and still is with the bit of method now online. I, I know in, in speaking with you um, before this episode, um, you had mentioned, so you were just talking about that reciprocal relationship. Mm. And now I mm. understand that you uh, co-wrote a song. Um, oh, uh, many songs, <laughs> many songs over the years. Yeah, there was one, one of the favorite things that I used to love to do was to, to write a song with the folks. Mm -hmm. And um, I made many beautiful songs there that are tremendously meaningful now when you listen back to them. For example, I mean, the other day I, I did a class at the Bitov Method and there were a few folks from years ago when the Bitov started in the physical space. And, you know, some of the folks who were in the song are no longer with us. And one or two of the folks are still with us. And we had a beautiful sharing of memories and connection. You know, we created this piece of music six years ago. Here we are, we're singing it again. And do you hear you know, do you hear John's voice? Do you hear Millie's voice? You know, rest in peace. You know, we didn't, didn't we have a wonderful time, you know, and um, it was just very, it, it brought it all home to me how important it is really and how connecting it is, you know. Let's listen to a bit of the song Simon wrote with his group as they perform it.
one thing I found in just witnessing the, the magic of people sharing music together was, and I know in my history and in, in working with people living with dementia over 20 years, trust, mm. trust is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that trust, the trust developed so quickly and so deeply when there was music involved. And I can't explain that, but it, it's just something that, that I've noticed. It, it, within one meeting of this choir, they were best friends. They shared that deep love of music. And it just seemed that it came so naturally, that trust, the trust between them that I've never seen anywhere else. Mm. It's a very interesting way to express it. I completely agree with you. I, I think that I think what happens is that that um, you know that something un, un um, seen happens when you all connect through music, and you know words are not really necessary. You you've sung together. Actually, sometimes it can just be simply sitting in a room or listening to something yeah, together. Absolutely, yeah. You are united, and then there is this sort of. Um, a bunch of stuff has been kind of um, dissolved between you, you know, and there's, and it's so fascinating. And, um, you know, singing and playing music together, it, it just uh, makes human beings feel very, very good. And, and a lot of the difficult things in our lives seem to kind of melt away. We're, we're there very present, mm. it, it, united, you know, it's beautiful. So, and this is another air, another piece that I would hear people talk about. So you were just saying sort of that after effects of listening or playing or, or uh, experiencing something like music, creating music, you know, performing, the after effects are so incredible. What, what was your experience with that in the, the community of people living with dementia that came to the Bitov, for example? Like what, what were those stories that you heard that the long-term outcomes or the long-term positive effects of these kinds of programs for people living with dementia? Yeah, I think it, it's, um, it, it's an interesting area to discuss because with, a, with, with something like dementia, there is a timeline going on mm-hmm. and that is that is there you know but within that there can still be this real fullness of life yeah. and fullness of enjoyment and the fullness of the moment you know and we we saw so often how people even if they started off when when they came to us would would um over a certain time and some people immediately just click they just feel they walk in through the door and they see the smiles and that's it. You know, they're fine. Other folks very much more tentative. But over time, that that sort of the, the hesitancies dissolve. And that that is the that is the sort of after effects, really, I think, of kind of of, of having knowing that you've got this beautiful place to go to. It became a real treasure for people, a very important part of not only the person living with dementia, but their caregivers, their, their loved ones, such an important piece of, of their life because here this loved one was happy, mm-hmm. enjoying life. Whereas for, the, for a lot of the rest of the time of life, and we heard this often too, is a real struggle. At home, it could be a real struggle. You know, If somebody can experience real joy and real happiness for a couple of hours, that 
can really see you through to the next day, you know, and, right. and really you, you, the person we heard often, you know, the person may well, that's just enough for the day. That's right. great. There, there's a professor in the, in the movie who speaks very eloquently about this. I forgive me. I can't remember his name, but you'll see him. If you watch the movie, he's a white haired gentleman, very wise man. And he's saying that with dementia, we hear so often how, parts of the brain stop working and the synapses aren't going and this and that and all the things that are starting to go wrong but he said the thing is there are millions and millions of connections that are still working just fine mm -hmm. and music and the arts really tap into those let's really go for that you know yeah yeah um like just looking at the the program the Bitov program Mm. Um, I, I knew about it uh, when it first opened up. It was really unfortunate that it was in Toronto. Yeah. And, you know, those folks in, in the area that I lived in, you know, couldn't access the program. So yeah. for me, the one thing about COVID that has happened is that people have pivoted yes. from in-person opportunities to something that is more accessible to a wider audience. And so now with the Bitov method, as, as the, the documentary, Music is Life, and so this is something that people can now engage in. From anywhere, actually. From um, anywhere. We've had, I've had some, a couple of people from England tune in, you know, and um, I'm, we're really hoping we can, we can make it more international as well, because uh, the time difference sometimes is a little tricky, but. But, but in Canada, for sure, you know, and, and North America, whatever. And I think um, we're also starting to kind of look at the ways in which perhaps in a home, if there's a group of people could, could actually be on one screen. That, that would be a little bit of a different kind of approach, perhaps. But because we, we're still trying to do this individual connection, you know, and so we kind of limit the classes to about nine people. So, so that we can fit on one screen and every, you can see everybody quite clearly and connect with everybody, you know. Right, if that makes sense, a, yeah. There's a sea of faces and you have to scro scroll through. That gets a little more tricky. But, but on the other hand, some, some types of, of um, program can work very well. If it's more of a performance-based program, then that's, that's enjoyable. For, could be for many people, actually. Mm -hmm. So for our uh, listeners, um, we'll certainly include uh, some links so they can get uh, a better understanding or be able to connect with uh, information about the Bitov method um, mm -hmm. and, and also the uh, documentary, Music is Life. Yes. Uh, we'll make sure that there's a link for people to go and enjoy that as well and, and see how that brilliant mm -hmm. musical uh, music brings people together. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thank you very much, Simon, for, for your insights and all of the beautiful work that you do with people living with dementia and their families. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks very much to Lisa and Simon for this uh, great interview. There are many opportunities for people to access music and dementia programs like Voices in Motion, or the musicproject.ca that provides recorded music to people living with dementia. The Bitov method has gone online, as Simon mentioned, and more information is included in our note that accompanies this episode. YouTube, of course, is also a great source 
to explore music and dementia further. After thanking Lakehead University, our institutional partner, and the Public Health Agency of Canada for its financial support, we have an opportunity to listen to this excerpt from a documentary produced by the Alzheimer's Society of London and Middlesex about its intergenerational choir project. The excerpt features Ken Fleet, a teacher and choir conductor who had Alzheimer's disease as he conducts the choir in the song, You'll Never Walk Alone. That's the first thing they should be doing is, is singing. You know, it, it brings them back to their core. It changes your whole chemistry inside of you. I, I just know how therapeutic singing is. And I think it's not just something that I need. I think it's something the world needs. song you know whatever it is sing your song 